Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good day, everyone. It's good to be with you again. We are in the midst of a study where we are looking at the different truths that Christians hold and and which the Bible teaches, and we are applying our intellect and our reasoning to see if they stand up to scrutiny. Well, the question that we are considering right now is the one, is Jesus the only way to heaven? Now, this is one, of course, that puts the hackles up on the back of people's necks who are skeptics and say, how can you as Christians believe that Jesus is the only way? Aren't there other religions that are just as valid? Do you think all the other people in the world who sincerely hold their beliefs are going to be lost simply because they don't believe in Jesus? Well, the answer is yes, they are. Not because I say it, but because that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Of course, that is John 14 and verse 6. This was the teaching of Jesus, that he was the only way. And we have been looking at this to see why Jesus would say this and why this would be the case. Well, we looked at a survey that was taken of people and asked them the question, what would you say would be the reason you could enter heaven. And we have been looking at those different responses over the last number of days. And we have tried to show that it is not based on our goodness. Every one of these responses was showing some way that they felt they were good enough. And we saw yesterday that God's standard was perfection. You have to be perfect. You have to be 100% sin-free to enter heaven, and no one qualifies for that. The scripture says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is none who can stand before God on his own merit. As much as we would like to present our goodness to God as a means of entry to heaven and into his presence, it's not going to be good enough. And the religions that man have developed are attempts to please God, attempts to try to live right before God. And as far as the teachings of religions, they basically are good. They have commonality in their approach. Don't lie, don't steal, don't kill, don't cheat. There are standards that are lifted up. The only problem is we can't keep them. And no matter how hard we try, we fall short. God knew that we needed a Savior, that we could not save ourselves. And right from the beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned, there was put forth the promise that there is going to be a Savior who was going to come forth and bring salvation. I remember hearing a description of Jesus one time as, Jesus is God following Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. And that is so true. Because of our sin, we're cut off from God and we have to go our own way. But 
God loves us and he follows us and Jesus was sent to be our Savior. Now, let's look at the scriptures that promise this Savior to come. There are over 300 prophecies in the Bible that speak about this coming Messiah, this coming Savior that was going to come into the world. And it is spectacular in its detail. It's amazing how the sketch, the profile, is laid out of this Messiah that's going to come. Now, I said there's 300 prophecies, and we certainly can't go over them all, but let me just run down a few of these Old Testament prophecies of this Messiah that was going to come. The prophet Isaiah said that he was going to be born of a virgin. The prophet Micah said that he would be born in the little town of Bethlehem. In Genesis, it tells us that he would be a descendant of Abraham. Not only just Abraham, but he would come through Isaac and then through Jacob. And in Genesis 49, it says he was going to come from the tribe of Judah. And in the Psalms, it speaks even more narrowly that he was going to come through the Davidic line. That was Jesse and David, King David. It was going to come down through his line. Isaiah also tells us that this one that was going to come would do miracles. Malachi said that he would cleanse the temple. In Psalms, it tells us that he was going to be rejected by his own people, but that also he would ascend into heaven and he would sit at the right hand of God. Zechariah told us that he would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Malachi told us that he was going to be heralded by a messenger of the Lord that would go before him. Of course, we know in retrospect that that was John the Baptist. Isaiah told us that he would be crucified with thieves. Zechariah said his side would be pierced. Isaiah said that he would be buried in a rich man's tomb. Psalm 22 tells us that lots would be cast for his garments and also that his hands and feet would be pierced. Isaiah said that he would be silent before his accusers and not speak anything. Also, Psalm tells us that he would be betrayed by one of his followers, a friend. Zechariah even prophesied that the betrayal money was going to be returned. Psalm 35 said that he would be accused by false witnesses. Isaiah said he was going to be stripped and that he would be numbered with criminals. The psalmist even said that he would be offered gall and vinegar to drink. Also spoke and said that no bones were going to be broken. Amos prophesied that there would be darkness during the time of his crucifixion, his death. Psalms also informs us that he was going to teach by parables. Psalms said that he was going to be scourged and spit upon and that he would be so beaten that his visage would be greatly marred. And Isaiah said that he was going to suffer for our sins. But Psalm 16 said that his flesh would not see corruption, but there would be a resurrection amazing these prophecies of this Messiah that was to come. All of these prophecies were given before Jesus was born. Why is Jesus the only way to heaven? Because he alone fulfills this prophetic profile. We needed someone to come and to save us. Listen to these two verses in Isaiah 53, verses 5 to 6, speaking about this Savior, this Messiah that was going to come. It says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement 
for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We need a Savior. This Messiah was going to take the sins of the whole world upon himself and die and suffer and provide a way for us to enter into God's presence. Whoever fulfills this prophetic profile is the Savior. And Jesus alone fulfills this prophetic profile. He satisfies every one of the prophecies. Amazingly, Jesus fulfills all these prophecies. The chances of one person coming and fulfilling these 300 prophecies, so detailed, so specific in so many ways, is astronomical. One mathematician, as he looked at all this, estimated for a person to come and satisfy all these prophecies, it would be one chance in ten to the 17th power. Now that is a huge number. When I read that, it said, if you want to get an idea of what that means, consider the state of Texas and cover the state of Texas with silver dollars two feet deep and mark just one silver dollar. Then you put someone in the state of Texas and say, now you can just go anywhere over the state of Texas and stop somewhere, reach your hand down as far as you want into the pile and pull up a silver dollar. What are the chances that you'd pull up the silver dollar with the mark on it? That's the same odds that one person would come and fulfill all these 300 prophecies. Jesus fulfills them. So remarkably fulfill them that many people argue, well, these prophecies must have been altered. That after the fact, they went back and added these things because they saw what Jesus did. And a lot of people believe that, but... Then in 1947, they discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls and they found the scroll of Isaiah and verified that this was back to 125 BC where it spoke about this Messiah coming and being wounded for our transgression, being bruised for our iniquities. And they found all the books of the Bible, except for the book of Esther, in the Dead Sea Scrolls. And they found that these prophecies were written before Jesus' time, and that they had not been altered. Others, because of the remarkable fulfillment, will say, well, Jesus must have conspired with others to fulfill these prophecies. He read the prophecies, and then he tried to work out his life so that he would fulfill the prophecies. Now, I suppose you could do that with a few of them. When it speaks about him riding on a donkey in Jerusalem, I suppose he could engineer that. But how would you engineer the time of your birth? How would you engineer the fact that you would be born in Bethlehem? No. Any reasonable, honest assessment of these prophecies in light of the life of Jesus has to bring you to the conclusion that Jesus supernaturally is the Son of God, that he came and fulfilled these prophecies, and that he alone is the Savior. Why is Jesus the only way to reach heaven? Because of the very nature of salvation. We cannot be good enough to reach heaven. We cannot do it on our own. We have to have a Savior, and we have to accept the Savior that God provided. Jesus alone is the way of salvation. Listen to how Paul sums it all up in Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. We'll be back tomorrow. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.